Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Um, as you know, over the last few weeks, we've been talking about love, haven't we? Um, we've looked at how God loves us, um, how we can love God, and how we can love one another. So today we're talking about what about beyond that? I've struggled to find a title, really, for today, because loving me and love doesn't sound very nice, does it? Um, or loving other people, I don't know, but it's about loving beyond ourselves, beyond your family, beyond your church, beyond those that you actually like to hang around with. So that's kind of what it's about this morning. So I thought it'd be good for us to start and to think about how lovable do you think you are? Jonathan's nodding his head, he thinks he's pretty lovable. Um, Good to hear, good to hear. How about... How lovable do you think you are to God? Silence. No one wants to um, have a go at answering that one. You, you just think, in your original state, before you knew who Jesus was, who lived, who died, who rose again for all of our sin, how lovable <laughs> were you before God? Really, we were all a putrid, abhorrent, disgusting mess, weren't we? And who loves that? And there are people in this world that are still in that state. And we might see them as that. I think, I don't even want to hang around with you. You're just really difficult to get on with. I don't like you. You annoy me. You upset me. It's just something, I'm not sure what it is, but I don't don't really want want to be around you. That really, God had every right to think about that of us. Yet he sent his only son who lived amongst us. How difficult was that for Jesus when we were a disgusting mess before him? So really, none of us deserve that love, do we? We we haven't done anything to deserve it. Yet God still loves us in that way. Jesus commands us to love other people. He actually says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. That's a little bit of a tall order, don't you think? How do we love other people? Beyond ourselves, beyond our family, beyond our friends, beyond those that we like. How do we love people? And I think we've kind of got to get over our own mindset, really. We didn't deserve God's love, yet he still did it. These people don't deserve our love, but we still need to do it. Jesus commands us to. He says, love others as I have loved you. So that's how we're to love those awkward people, the annoying neighbours, I don't know, the difficult people at work. So this morning, we, I don't want it to be a depressing morning to feel like we know, we're no good and we're, we're all unlovable and um, there's nothing we can do about it. So what better way to learn than to look at God's word, look at the scriptures, look at the Bible. So um, on your tables or in groups, you've got a verse. Some of you have got Luke 6 and some of you have got Romans 12. So you're going to look at that in groups. And I I think I'll read it out. I chose those two passages of scripture because they're quite similar. So when something's repeated, it means it's important, right? So um, I'll read Luke 6 first. It's um, verses 27 to 38. It says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, Bless those who curse you and pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. 
and from the one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from the one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even where am I? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good. Lend, expect nothing in return, and your reward will be great. You will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. So that's the first passage from Luke 6. And the other passage is from Romans 12, verse 9 to 21. It says, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honour. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honourable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. But leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So what we're going to do, we're going to spend about five minutes in your group looking at those verses, whatever groups you're in um, you'll have a set of verses on within your group so think about how do those passages tell us that we should love other people beyond ourselves and then we'll feedback <coughs> yeah. so wrap up your conversations, you've got ten seconds Two, one, and finish. <laughs> so it sounds like uh, you've all had some good conversations on your tables about. Um, so just shout out what ways are we called to love others? Go on, shout out. So we're taught to love beyond ourselves because Christians, that's the way we show love. And we're called to do that because um, Jesus did that. Yeah, we're called to love beyond ourselves because that's what Jesus did. Yep, absolutely. What are the practical ways then it tells us in these verses that we are to love other people? Offer them food. The people that are hungry and thirsty, give them something to eat and drink. Do you, do you go past the people that are sitting in the doorways, or do you say, "Hey, how are you doing? Can I can I get you anything?" It's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? No one else is doing it, so who is? 
God sent us. He said, you are my messengers. You, you are to go out and show love to the world, just as I've done it. That's what Jesus told us. Come on, what other things? There's loads in there. Clothe them. Clothe them, yeah. Give them practical help. We said that to look at the way Jesus did it, because it depended upon the situation and what was the godly thing to do in that situation and who was dealing with it. So who have we got to ask for help, Jonathan? God. We've got to ask God for help. Then yeah. Out Jesus relationship yeah. Life. Yeah. So think about those that you're already in relationship, maybe that are, in, are stuck. Maybe they're poor and they need actually food, clothes, and, and drink. Um, maybe it's a, someone else. They need something else. But praying for wisdom about how can I love this person? How can I demonstrate God's love to this person, just as He has very graciously shown His love to me? Keep going. Yeah, pray for others that treat you badly. Even if they're really horrible, they're mean to you, pray for them. Pray for them. Come on. I'm sure someone else other than Sarah read these messages. (laughs) Sarah is like the advocate this morning. Well done. She gets a gold star, but come on. Come on, everyone else. This is a group activity. Yes, Teresa. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Yeah. Go, Teresa. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. I remember um, a time in our life when there was a lady who was very poor, so needed practical help in her family. And um, it was her birthday, and no one had anything to give her. So we went out for a walk, because that's what she wanted to do, and we went out for a meal. It's the first time she's done that, and I don't know how long. So I was able to rejoice with her, because... Many of you that know me, I'm not a big fan of my own birthday, but I can rejoice other people's, <laughs> and, um, and it was great. And, and just to see the smile on her face, it was worth it. There was nothing she could have done to repay me for that, but it was a, it was a privilege to rejoice with her. And other times we had to weep with them when um, things went wrong in their family. I'd turn up at a house in a bit of a mess, and we'd have to console them and encourage them. Have you got people in your lives that are like that? It's giving time to people. Giving time to people. Not just giving them stuff. Giving them time time. and getting to know people. You're right, Teresa. You need to really be involved in people's lives if you're going to rejoice with them. You can't, like, just someone that you've known for five minutes, yay, that's wonderful. It's not very genuine, is it? It's about being really involved in other people's lives. Are you? Or are you just involved in your friends and family's lives and those that know and love God? I know, it's, getting time for other people is hard. I totally, it is, it's totally hard. But are you intentionally, because this is how we reach other people, guys. This is how salvation comes to our town, is being known by other people and knowing other people and loving them well. It starts at work and things like that, where we're already at. Yeah, start where you're at. Start where you're at. Start where you're at, one at a time. Is there someone at work? Is there some, is your, your neighbour? Is there someone in your community you come across every day that you can love well? Yeah, I think the danger is that we can think sort of when Natalie started off that we're okay and everyone else is a problem. But there are people in the world that think you're a problem too. So yeah. Be aware of that. And so, um, not, not hopefully not the church, but um, it says to do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people. Have to yeah, pick up on that. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Uh, do not be conceited. So that's like, come down off your ivory type tower, guys. Uh, like, recognise your trophy of grace. Yeah. And the only thing, like, 
desirable about us is the very fact that God loved us and mm. he loved the world that he sent his one and only son. And so the way he feels about you is the way he feels about that person that you're maybe looking down on. And, and so it's really good for us to kind of just kind of be humble and think, actually, yeah, I'm a, I'm a recipient of God's grace. I mm. it. I'm not sorting my own life out. It's Jesus' grace that's done that. His death on the cross. That's kind of should bring us down a peg or two. Also, us being able to elevate others up rather than, you know, we all sort of judge one another, do we really? I'm doing better than them, but maybe not as good as those guys. I'm also like them, but I'm not like them. It's kind of what we're like, isn't it? Yeah, humility. That was something it says, um, be lowly, wasn't it? Don't be haughty. Don't raise yourself up above other people. But realise that you're, you're the same. God made each of us in his own image, not just some of us. He made each of us in his own image and he cares and Jesus died for every single person. So it's good to remember that. Go on. Oh, oh, who's going? Adam or Jitane? I think that expression, that expression, Yes, that's that last verse in, in Romans that reminds me of Jitte. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Yeah. Go on, Adam. Something I noticed was that in one sense, you know, it says the little title of this scripture in my Bible says Marks of the True Christian. And it's quite extreme I think my English is good. Um adjective adjectives for the say. So it's not like, you know, don't like what is evil, it's a bore. Yeah. There's quite a lot of hate. Yeah, yeah, extreme words. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing that rounds it off, almost like a conclusion, is verse 12, like a good sermon, and the three <laughs> points, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Because mm. you could just, you could be overwhelmed yeah. by, man, I've got to abhor it, like, yeah. it's quite overwhelming to some degree, mm. to love that much. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And it's not about abhorring people, it's not about hating people, is it? I think that's a good point to pick up on that Adam shared. It's about hating evil, but loving the people. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. There we are, back to prayer again, as someone else mentioned at the beginning. Our table said about, you can't, it's, it's not us that does it, it's the Holy Spirit in us that can love other people in this way. What other things have we got? Any other things that stood out how else do we go on uh, let me come out to you from the end. we also touched on uh, trying to forgive and also mm. forgetting as well yeah that, um, that we can forgive people who hurt us and sometimes it's a little bit hard to forget but mm. just pray for the grace yeah yeah forgiveness is a big thing was mm. anyone struck by that bit in that we read about the burning coals Anyone? Yeah. No, that's not very nice, Teresa, is it? No. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And then it says, um, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to eat. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Um, so there's twofold things. So I looked into it because I was like, 
Is that really the God we serve? Is that... Yeah, um, I'm not quite sure. And so I looked into it, and um, actually, there's a twofold thing to it. So in Egyptian culture, apparently tradition, um, if they were really ashamed of something, if they were really repentant of something, they would carry a pan of burning coals on their head, it says. And it's almost like, if it's burning on your head, it's like, can you imagine that? It would hurt, wouldn't it? It makes you think about your actions. And the aim is, if we love other people that are doing us harm and being horrible to us, then we're actually giving them an opportunity to see that what they're doing is wrong. So that maybe they'll change their actions. Maybe they'll change their heart and come to, to salvation. That's the aim of it. That's the aim of it. So there's another, another verse in 2 Timothy that I think goes along really well with that. That I'll read in just a sec. But, and obviously, it says, God does say in that verse, vengeance is mine. It's like if they choose not to repent, then we know what's happening for them eternally, isn't it? And surely we will want even our enemies to escape that. So 2, two Timothy puts it, I think it, it really helped me to understand it. says, be kind to everyone. We should be able to teach. Patiently enduring evil, correcting your opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of truth. And they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. So that's the aim. We're not loving others just because we're good, nice people and we're Christians and all of that. But actually, don't we want to see our neighbours saved? Don't we want to see people we work with realise who God is? How great is it that people that once were far from him, like we were, we're no better off. Really, we're no better. It's like, don't we want them to see who God is? Imagine the transformation that will create in their families and their friends. Wouldn't that be amazing? And wouldn't it be amazing to see so many people in our town come to know God and be worshipping, even if it's up here in Costa or whatever church they go to? Wouldn't that be incredible? That's how we change Sittingbourne, guys. By loving other people. Another thing that I liked, because it links on with that bit, is no payback. I don't know if our kids notice that, because they do like a bit of payback. (laughs) No revenge. Don't take revenge. It's like, what does everyone else do? If someone harms you or does you wrong, what does everyone else do? They try and give you payback, don't they? They try and get their own back on you. One-upmanship, and it just goes on and on and on. Does that show love? Of course it doesn't. Just makes it worse. Makes it worse, and it spirals out of control. You're absolutely right. That's what it does. So thinking about all these things, there's more in there, I know. Um, another one I liked, I picked up, don't be a know-it-all, don't think you know best. Be honourable to all. So even those other people that um, no one thinks of. I remember working in a job, and there was a, someone coming from a different department to work with us. And other people worked with them before, and a few people said to me, "Oh, this person's coming. You better watch out. They're like this. They're like that." And, and I was surprised because a few people said it to me at different times. And I was just like, so I listened to what they said. I said, "Thank you. I will make up my own mind about this person." It's just like, and, and then I did, and I thought, "This person is going to come here and have no friends because everyone's already got a prejudice or a bias against them." So I made an effort to talk to them, to get to know them. And I started to understand them a little bit. And I started to be able to stick up for them. And then we became friends. We'd spend time outside of work together. 
just think, this is how we love one another. It's in the simple everyday things, the things we choose to listen to, the things we don't, the decisions we make, and the decisions we don't. That's how we love other people. But it's not easy, is it? It means we've got to stand out from other people for a start. That's not an easy thing to do. It wasn't easy for Jesus either. But his commandment is that we love one another as he has loved us. And it actually ties in with our values. I don't know if you know, but the HOPE logo is an acronym. Do we know? So H, anyone know what the H stands for? It's honouring Jesus. O, obeying his teaching. Well done. P, praying beyond ourselves. That's part of it, isn't it? Praying beyond ourselves, praying for these people. And E, everyone a witness. This is how you can be a witness. If you think you're not very good at evangelism, this is how you can be a witness to other people by loving them and loving them well. So it links in with what we stand for as a church. So I want you to think now on your tables and your groups. Have a think. Is there someone that's come to mind that you think actually they're a difficult person that I find really hard to get along with? How is God asking me to love them? Or is there something you think, actually, I can demonstrate God's love in a different way? Actually, I've been responding to that situation, not how I should be. Maybe I need to change that. Or I do need to change that. Not maybe, I do need to change that. So, um, I'm going to finish talking there, but I want you on your tables to have a think and have a pray for these people. And if there's no one particularly coming to mind, ask God. How, he, how do you want to use me to love other people? How can I love beyond myself and love other people well? So we'll wrap it up there. I'll stop talking now and just spend some time on your tables and pray together. Pray for the strength. Pray for the help. Pray for God to intervene and for his Holy Spirit to strengthen you.